And the prophet Malachi says, And you, O priest, have turned from me. And the great clerical response is always the same. You talking to me? <laughs> well, not only is Malachi talking to me, Jesus is having a couple words himself. And he is not happy. He is about to upset the apple cart again. He's about to make some people very, very angry at him. And they are the ones who... Well, just kind of like the status quo. The status quo is the status, is the power, is the money. Now, he's addressing it to the crowds, and it's very interesting. He says, you know, they're going to preach, listen to what they're preaching, but they don't practice what they preach. So don't follow their examples. And then he gives examples of what they do. They lay heavy burdens on people. The, the Sabbath laws are, are sometimes utterly incomprehensible. And, of course, the purity laws, if you've ever read Leviticus, you can't do anything at all without a thousand different things. And they don't lift one itty-bitty little finger to make it any better. They widen their phylacteries. Uh, you know, the phylacteries, that little box that sometimes they wear around their hand or sometimes on their head. And inside the box are different scriptures from the Torah. And then they, they love the places of honor. They want to be seen. They need to be seen. And they like titles. They want to be called rabbi. I'll never forget, I was a young seminarian in an unnamed cardinal archbishop came up and he says, you know, we've got some of these titles for, the, for, the, for cardinals. We are called either your eminence, uh, uh, sometimes we're called, uh, uh, he said, what I would like to do is go back to one of the older titles that we used to have for cardinals, and that is Lord. <laughs> and I whispered under my breath, and master too? <laughs> we love and, and, and we, we, we get caught in that syndrome and can't get ourselves out. So here we go again. I mean, how many times have we heard it? The greatest among you, it's always the great reversal. The greatest among you must be the servant of the rest. You want to exalt yourself? The higher you climb, the more you're going to fall, you are going to be humbled. Uh, the more you humble yourself if you begin from the bottom, and we know so really, we know it. We know that it's, it is a bottom-up faith that we are called to. The difficulty is we're not really good to practice it. We get so caught in our ideas of who we are. I remember the famous actor went to a restaurant and didn't get the service that he wanted and he demanded and, and he said to the waiter, do, do you not know who I am? And the waiter looked and says, I don't think I want to know who you are. <laughs> we are so full of ourselves. And it, it, it's part of the human condition. And preach as they may, we're going to fall back into that condition. However, we also have another model. Today we've got a really kind of a, a beautiful model. I know we, we really poo-poo St. Paul a lot, especially when we think how he is treating women, but, but if you're listening to Thessalonians today, which is, by the way, his first epistle, and it's to non-Jews, and so he's not using a bunch of Jewish juridical terms, but the picture that he paints, it's a feminine picture that he's painting. 
And Sister read it so beautifully this morning. I, I came to you not in power, not in glory, not in titles. I came to you as gentle as any nursing mother. You know, the, the, the number one icon in all of the world is the Madonna and Child. It's the complete picture. And of course, the, the pictures of the, of, the, of the Madonna nursing the child, she is giving of herself, of her very life, to feed her child. And that's what Paul is saying, that he, how he wants to come to them. And he goes on to talk the fact that you know, he became a tent maker so that he did not want to be a burden to them. He did not want to live off the sheep. You know, the greatest condemnation, not only from Jesus, St. Augustine, all of the, all of the great writers are, are, for, are for the shepherds, are for the leaders, are for the ones in power who live off the sheep instead of pouring their life out on behalf of those they are called to serve. Now this brings us to another one who's also pointing a finger. And nobody likes to be pointed at or to be pointed out. And I'm speaking of our, of, of our, our present pontiff, our Holy Father Francis. And Francis is just finishing, I'm sure everybody in this congregation knows, of a synod in the wider church. You know, and I preach in the wider church all the time. I have not heard the synod mentioned once in the last four weeks. Not once. And, and what the synod is, is the, is the completion of what the council called for. Of course, there are many who would just as soon undo the council to go back to where we were before the council. One of the council called, things that council called for was, well, first of all, a completely revamping of the, ish, the, the image of the church. We know the image of the church. We grew up with the image of the church. It was the triangle. It was the pope at the top, and under that the cardinals, and under the cardinals the bishops, and under the bishops the monsignors, and under the monsignors the past, the priests, and underneath the priests the, the religious, and underneath the religious all those other people. <laughs> and of course, Lumen Gentium said, no, 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 you've got, you got, you got the wrong image. It's a circle. It's a circle with the Christ at the center. We all share in that Christ, and we all share equally. Not one is better than the other by, by dint of ordination, by dint of anything. That's, that's the message of the council. And, and the part of the council that has not been implemented up to this point are the synods. Now, the synods basically are places to come together to listen. Well, the, the bishops were the first ones who had some synods and synodal problems, and they listened to each other, except that, you know, it's like a little echo chamber when you get in that world, you keep on speaking the same thing to the same people, and you keep on hearing the same things. You know, they say the definition of insanity is doing exactly the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, this time it was different. This time in that great hall uh, named after Pope Paul VI, there were different ways of coming together. And I just found this amazing. I don't know if you saw any of the pictures or not. But in the hall were not these long rectangular tables with a great head, but circular tables. And seated at the circular table was Francis and religious women 
laywomen and laymen and young people, and they were all together listening to each other. The Synod on Synodality is, is an exercise in learning how to hear. We are having a hard time learning how to hear. As a matter of fact, there were those who went to the Synod and were very, very upset with this new method, although I, I, I got a hunch, and I really feel good about this, is that the cat's out of the bag. Because there were bishops who publicly complained that those lay people had equal votes with us. How dare them? We are above them. And of course, Francis will have none of that. None of that. And so he, he does what Francis does. He, uh, in the middle of the Senate, he, uh, he put what's called an uh, uh, a, uh, intervention. Now, th this is not like a 12-step intervention. 